Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. This week on the program, you are 100% stuck with me. Yes, this is a whiskey talk with Troy, maybe the first of the last or the first of many. I have no idea, but uh, I will be uh, talking about some uh, topics here. Just a few things that come to mind. Uh, we're going to talk about the Mint uh, uh, commercial with Rick Moranis, uh, maybe some Sony uh, comments in The Wire, uh, a whole bunch of stuff, plus me drinking a glass of whiskey. Good luck. Here I go. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the keymaster? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Well, hello there, everybody faithful interdimensional crossrip listeners uh this is troy uh, by myself uh mr stewart has been very hard at work uh on something special next week uh that you're gonna hear um it is a very labor intensive project and uh i know he's been just feverishly working working through uh the nights and just trying to get it done and so uh you're, you're stuck with me because of that um and uh you know i think Man, I, I, it's actually this is going to be good because I think what I'm going to do is this is uh, we're going to call it a whiskey talk with Troy. Uh, I have poured myself, uh, I've actually mixed myself a drink here. Uh, so if you're playing the home game, this is a uh, Carthay Circle Manhattan that I'm drinking, uh, which is not that much different from a regular Manhattan. It's uh, same same aspects, same uh, ratios on everything. It's just the way that it is made with the exact ingredients uh, uh, from Carthay Circle at uh, Disneyland, which is. Man, I'm missing it right about now. So if you want to uh, make one yourself, it's uh, four parts of bullet rye whiskey uh, and uh, two parts of this um, very, very specific vermouth, uh, sweet vermouth on the rocks with a twist. <laughs> no, it's a uh, it's a Carpano Antica, uh, which is very delicious. It's it's like fig and cherry and um, just has a whole ton of flavor that it adds to the uh, drink. So you do. Uh, the rye uh, whiskey, the uh, the vermouth, uh, you give it a little stir and some ice and then uh, add some cherries and there you go. So uh, on that note, um, I'm gonna we're gonna say a cheers here to a happy early 70th birthday, Mr. Bill Murray. can't believe that guy's gonna be seven years old. So cheers, cheers to him, cheers to all of you and uh, I'm gonna talk until this glass is gone. That's <laughs> that's kind of the plan here. Uh, I'm sorry in advance. Or maybe not. Maybe this will work out pretty well. So, cheers. I'm going to take a drink here. There it is. I do my best not to uh, drink in the middle of things, but boy, oh, that's tasty. Um, so, yeah, so as I mentioned, Chris is, is working on something very special for next week. Um, I'm not going to lie. It's getting harder and harder each week uh, for us to create stuff. I know there are podcasters and YouTubers and uh, a whole bunch of content creators out there in the world who are just doing their darndest and uh you know people are getting interviews and people are just creating massive amounts of content but um i don't know i'm gonna, I'm gonna get real with you guys here personally <laughs> i'm having a tough time with it uh because between 
working from home uh, full-time and uh, watching my kid full-time at the exact same time, uh, by the time 7, 8 o'clock rolls around, uh, which is what it is right now as I record this, um, I am beat, man. I'm exhausted. And just the thought of having to, you know, schedule something out or... Uh, put together interview questions, sound coherent, uh, in order to provide you guys with the content that you deserve, the quality, you know, top-notch production quality content that you deserve. Um, it's tough, man. It's just getting harder and harder. Um, I, in an alternate universe where we had uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife come out, uh, you know, a couple months ago, this would be a whole lot easier. We would, we'd have so much to talk about, so many things for us to discuss. Um, but that is obviously not the case. So. Anyway, uh, this is me uh, wearing it out on my sleeve, just letting you guys know, you know, we're, we're here for you. I know um, how much it means to people to have some stuff to listen to on Monday morning, and that is, in fact, why I am sitting here with my uh, evening nightcap uh, and recording something, just so that Monday does not uh, come and pass without uh, an episode launching. So um, so let's see. I, I, can, I can talk about stuff that's going on. Uh, we don't need to dwell on my problems at the moment because that sounds like no fun whatsoever for you guys to listen to. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's today was actually kind of a fun day. I, I, I need, I need to maybe paint this with a more positive note here, a positive color. Um, because I, uh, I, I mean, it was Sunday. I'm recording this, uh, late on Sunday night and, uh, all of the sports are back. I know that Chris will, uh, be quick to point out that I'm probably the only one of the two of us that, that follow sports uh, often, but because of the weird confluence of things, uh, today I watched the uh, Lightning uh, play against the Islanders in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, I watched the Nuggets play against the Clippers in the NBA playoffs. Uh, I watched a baseball game because uh, baseball is going on at the same time. I watched two football games simultaneously because football is going on uh, right now. Uh, tennis uh, actually was happening today. And, uh, as I'm recording this right now, the, uh, LAFC soccer match is on. So, uh, ridiculous amount of sports, six, six sports by my finger counting here, uh, because I'm a child. Um, so it, you know, for, for those of you that need the distraction, I hope that it's a, a welcome one and, and is, uh, is, is really, you know, serving the purpose because I know that, uh, it could just as easily kind of, uh, be forgotten. Uh, but man, today was like a huge sports day. Anyway, no sports. You're here to talk about Ghostbusters and that is what I will do. Uh, it was a huge sports weekend. It was also a huge weekend at the box office for movies. Um, I mean, huge in the sense that money is being made at box offices. Uh, theaters are open around the world, kind of, sort of, uh, with, you know, a lot of exceptions. And, uh, I think that is kind of where I want to start with just talking about the, the general state of things, because there was an article that popped up, um, which I'll get to in a second, uh, where, you know, the, a lot of the studio um, chairman and uh, finance and business affairs people, they're all trying to, um, uh, they're trying to vocalize how difficult things are to pin, pin down right now. If, if you have a big movie that is finished and was supposed to release this summer, you obviously don't want to put it out um, because it's not going to have uh, A, the financial impact that it would have had and B, the pop cultural impact uh, that it would have had at the same time. And that's why Tenant has been such a very interesting example to be keeping an eye out on. Um, Tenant uh, did $10 million worth of, of box office, uh, which considering the amount of screens that are open right now is uh, uh, you know incredible. 
Um, it is a little strange to see the the ads running. Speaking of sports, uh, for Tenant talking about big screen movies are back. See it on IMAX, and um, you know it's. I feel like it's mixed messaging because here we're sort of still here. If, if you're listening to this outside of uh, the United States, uh, you're you're like, what are you Americans doing? But if you're listening here in the U.S., uh, you know that we're still sort of uh, up up to our knees uh, in in some some serious some serious sewage right now <laughs> with all of the COVID pandemic stuff that's happening. So it's really weird to, to get that mixed messaging of like, look, we need to stay the course. We need to. Uh, stay home, keep each other safe. Um, but hey, big movies are back. Go to the movie theater and uh, go see Tenet. There's also Dave and Buster's commercials airing now, which is the weirdest thing. Like I love Dave and Buster's. I will be the first person to go on Wednesday nights uh, when we are able to get a babysitter again, um, because I love just I love going and having garbage food like mozzarella sticks and wings and uh the giant whatever they call that tower of beer you know that you can share with your friends and i love doing that and then playing a bunch of games uh and buying some terrible for me candy and maybe a a toy for the kid with all the tickets that i earn and uh, calling it a night but so i love dave and busters but it's just it's also weird to see those commercials of like come play dance dance revolution wear your mask uh i don't know um, so anyway, uh, the only reason I bring this up, and and I know that it's also something that our friends at Sony Pictures, uh, Ghost Core, Montecito, you know, that the the production companies, not just for Ghostbusters, but for look at Warner Brothers, they just moved uh, Wonder Woman uh, back to December again because they're just trying to figure out what the best way to do this is. It's it's kind of a Kobayashi Maru. You cannot win in this scenario. If uh, if if Jason Reitman uh, listens to everybody on social media that says just release it on digital, sure. Look, uh, Bill and Ted has been doing fairly well. I mean, it's it's not it's not going to make a huge splash financially for the studio uh, to release a movie in the Bill and Ted fashion or the Trolls fashion. Uh, and but but again, they also just want to make sure that. This is this is an investment. Bill and Ted is sort of a flash in the pan, and I don't mean that in a, in a demeaning way. Um, and it's not something that I, I need to really get into. But Bill and Ted Three, you know, Bill and Ted Face the Music is not trying to set up a new franchise. Bill and Ted Face the Music, uh, while it does leave things open ended, is not intended to reignite a franchise and and give it legs and have uh, longevity to it. Um, on the other hand. Ghostbusters Afterlife, 100% is, is Sony saying, look, this is our evergreen property. Um, answer the call while it helped open doors was not exactly what we needed to reignite the franchise and keep it running for uh, a, a full generation to come. We need to get the kids in. We need to have them enjoy it for now, and then they will enjoy it in 18 years when they have a whole bunch of liquid income, and then their kids will enjoy it, and we'll just keep this perpetual m- machine running. Um, and uh, And look... We're all a captive audience. We are all at home, hopefully uh, staying safe and 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 hopefully you know adhering to uh, the opinions and and the guidelines of of doctors and experts and people who are in the know and uh, and that's what we are doing. Studios are doing the exact same thing. Um, again, they are businesses, so they have to be making money, and they're trying to figure out ways to. Uh, to continue having income because, it, and and it, it sounds you know like they're the heel in the story. It sounds like they're just this this nefarious um, 
a miserly character in, in the light that I'm painting them. But no, the studio has employees. They have staff. They have support staff. They have crew. Think of... Uh, you're, we're not talking about these big multi-million dollar producers with their houses in Malibu. We're talking about people like me or people, you know, who uh, work in the um, uh, the commissary at Sony Pictures, and, and then they work on an hourly wage. And the cafeteria that they currently work in is shut down, and they're collecting unemployment. So it's it's not just all of these big people that make extraordinary amounts of money. It's also the people that make a living, uh, and, and live paycheck to paycheck. And if there's no money coming in for those studios, um, those people don't have jobs and, and it just, it creates this horrible, horrible snowball effect. Um, so, so that's, that's kind of, I, I set this all up very lengthy way for me to set this all up, but, uh, Sony pictures, entertainment chairman, Tony, uh, Vince Kiera, I'm sorry, Tony, I, I've always had a tough time with your name, but uh, he was talking uh, in a, you know, because this is now we're at the end of the fiscal year. So all of the companies are giving their earnings reports to their shareholders. Um, Sony is, is uh, you know, due to be giving their earnings report here probably at the end of September, which is, you know, end of fiscal year. So everybody is already starting to kind of massage things. Uh, there are going to be losses. Uh, the big studios, Warner Brothers, Sony, Disney, Paramount, they're all going to be reporting losses. So they're they're trying to A, uh, tell the shareholders why these things are happening. Uh, B, show them that they've got plans and that they're really trying to work toward figuring out a way to monetize their business uh, during the pandemic. And um, C, give a great outlook for the future. Um, so keep all of that in mind when I read to you, uh, what was in the wire and then <clears throat> this is the problem with me just uh, doing this by myself is I go hoarse. So excuse me for the throat clears. I can't hit the cough button. There's no pauses. Uh, but, uh, so Tony says, uh, you'll see a lot of strange things happen over the next six months and how films are released. But once we get back to normal, we will have learned a lot. Okay. So that that's what we're talking about. Um, then The Wire kind of uh, commentates here saying, Sony Pictures Entertainment Chairman Tony Vinciniera uh, doesn't think releasing a major $200 million film in limited theaters with limited capacity as the country reels from a global pandemic is a smart thing to do. But in 2020, everyone is taking chances. And then he says, what we won't do is make the mistake of putting a very, very expensive $200 million movie out in the market unless we're sure that theaters are open and operating at significant capacity. Um, and this was said during uh, Bank of America's 2020 Media Communications and Entertainment Conference. Again, so this was at a, a conference, a financial conference, but uh, again, keep in mind, end of September is the end of the fiscal year. So that's when they have to report to their shareholders. Um, okay, so that's what he said. And it makes a whole lot of sense. It's the entire reason that they've de they've delayed movies like uh, Afterlife and uh, uh, Venom. Um, and I don't think they have any stake in No Time to Die. I don't think they have ownership over the Bond films anymore. But, but again, it, it's been delayed. So everything has been delayed. And that's kind of what Tony is saying here is, look, we're not going to release a movie where nobody can go to see it in the theaters. It just doesn't make any sense. And... Um, he's not necessarily discounting video on demand in this. He's not necessarily saying, look, we're not going to find alternative means uh, to release things, maybe on uh, a streaming service or video on demand or, or find alternate uh, ways to release our content. Um, but, but he is saying that it just doesn't make sense to have these big tentpole movies come out now when they're not going to have the same splash that they would 
um, you know, otherwise. So, so think of, uh, again, Wonder Woman. Uh, it's the, the example that Chris and I always come back to when we talk about this topic is uh, Wonder Woman was intended uh, to keep the DC Comics movies for Warner Brothers uh, going. And, uh, and is, is a more accessible, you know, Harley Quinn, the birds of prey movie was great, but it was a very, uh, specific audience. Um, suicide squad is going to be a very specific audience as well. Um, wonder woman is the one that you can take the kids to. And so there was, there's a lot riding on wonder woman, 1984. And I think that's why Warner brothers is just saying, oh, what are we going to do? Okay. Let's release it in, um, well, it's supposed to come out now. Let's put it in August. Okay. Just kidding. Let's put it out in December and give it another month or two. And let's see if they push that date again. Um, and it's, it's just, it's a very difficult situation, but the reason that they're also shifting that is because they've got tie-ins with, uh, a fast food company. They've got merchandise tie-ins that are going into, uh, Walmarts and targets and grocery stores. Uh, they have, uh, you know, big publicity things that they have set up for probably Gal Gadot to go on to Good Morning America and and uh, the the Graham Norton show and all of these things that that not only boost awareness for the movie but boost awareness for their franchise, boost awareness for the property, boost awareness for their their intellectual property, and all of this can't happen during the pandemic. You can't have. I mean, you can have these people zoom in. Uh, obviously, it has been happening because Good Morning America is still functioning, um, but it's just not the same, and it's not going to have the same. It's not going to have the same. Finan- people are also hurting financially, so they're not going to have uh, extra money to go spend on Wonder Woman Twinkies or Wonder Woman cereal or uh, Happy Meals. It's kind of interesting seeing uh, the Jurassic Park. Um, Camp Cretaceous Happy Meals uh, in stores right now because it's kind of a uh, it's it's a a window to how things I think will start to go like something will come out on Netflix and there will be a Happy Meal for it now uh, as opposed to when the movies came out or you know uh, Super Mario was celebrating its 35th anniversary um, you know that's that's where those tie-ins happen so I mean, I, I can probably wander on about this for another hour, hour and a half, but uh, I need to take a drink, so I'm going to do that. Because I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing me ramble about it. Um, so the reason that I, I pause there and segue is because uh, social media totally misconstrued that article, as social media has a, a tendency to do, so it's no big surprise. But um, And I will say that some some of the places where I saw, especially on Twitter, the the posts, you know, um, coming from I think it was you know GB Mania and um, was it the Mex uh, uh, Ghostbusters Mexico I think were the the two that that very specifically worded it this way, um, saying when they posted links to the article, Sony chairman says Ghostbusters Afterlife delayed indefinitely, which is not what he says at all for one. Um, and also that's not the case. Uh, they have already delayed Ghostbusters Afterlife to where they think that it strategically might work. Again, that's not to say that once we get into January, February, and if things aren't looking better, which as uh, to be completely honest and truthful with you guys is that's what I'm doing uh, tonight. I think that's probably going to be the case. There's a really strong case that this moves again, and we may not be seeing Ghostbusters Afterlife until summer of next year or the holidays of next year. And I know what a bummer that is. I have, 
uh, b- believe me, Ghostbusters Afterlife has been a light at the end of the tunnel for more ways than one uh, for me. And, you know, for, for those of us that have been waiting since uh, 1989 after leaving the theater in June and being like, oh, man, I want to see what happens to the Ghostbusters next and and not getting to see that aside from uh, Real Ghostbusters, which is also celebrating an anniversary this weekend. So happy anniversary, Real Ghostbusters. Um, it's it's going to be worth the wait. It's, I know it's frustrating. Uh, I don't think that the answer is, um, all caps texts or emails or social media posts or whatever to, um, to anybody, (laughs) quite frankly, let alone, uh, Jason Reitman and the official Ghostbusters account and all of the people that really have no control over any of this. Um, you know, for, for, for all of the times that people have quoted uh or quote tweeted at jason reitman uh in response to articles like this like just release it on digital he's not going to do it because you do that um he 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 understands that the the demand for the movie is there but um this is everything about this movie has been carefully orchestrated everything that has been uh for most movies there are a lot of slapdash movies where things were not carefully orchestrated uh go watch the comet channel and midnight uh, saturday nights and you can see so many of those movies where it was just like hey we got the uh, 20 grand let's go make a movie um but it's uh you know it, it's it it's not going to do justice for what Jason Reitman and his team have been working on uh, to to just drop it on, on video on demand. Again, that's not to say that maybe uh, come March of next year, if things are still not looking up, uh, maybe they decide to do that because the other thing that's going to happen here is we're going to run out of content to start posting to uh, places. There are productions that are up and running and are working on, uh, you know, trying to get TV shows and movies back out there. Uh, the Goldbergs, speaking of Sony properties, that's one where I know that they're operating right now under, um, you know, very careful COVID uh, specific um, guidelines. But uh, I'm looking at Batman, which has been shut down. Um, looking at, uh, well, Mission Impossible is different because um, I think Tom Cruise hurt himself again or something. But that, but that one shut down for a little bit too. Um, it's it's really tough and, and there's no guarantee. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of business reasons why they can't just like, all right, well, everybody wear a mask and gloves and let's go make movies. Well, there are, there are insurance companies and there are completion companies that will not finance the movie if they don't think that the movie is going to finish or if people are going to get hurt or, um, it's, it's, uh, the twilight zone, the movie where, um, you know, unfortunate circumstances led to the death of somebody because there was, there was negligence, um, insurance companies, they want to avoid that as much as humanly possible. And, and if there is any reason that a movie should not be made right now, uh, they will put a stop to it. So it's, it's tough. Um, the good news is Ghostbusters afterlife is finished or they're still maybe putting fine, tweaks and tuning the movie up a little bit. Um, as you know, I think Jason in his most recent appearance said, I think when he was at that drive-in, he said, you know, I'm, I'm just finishing. So they're obviously taking their time. Uh, the budget will run out eventually, but if, you know, the sound designer can be working on tweaking something, uh, that doesn't necessarily need a full dub stage mix, uh, by all means, they're going to be doing it. Uh, visual effects, they can be tweaking stuff as long as there's the money there to be paying the artists, I'm sure. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've talked about this now for 20 minutes. This is what you guys get. I'm so sorry, <laughs> but, 
Uh, all right, so let's talk about something else. Uh, Rick Moranis uh, appearing in the Ryan Reynolds Mint Mobile commercial. Again, something that um, social media uh, has misconstrued. The funny thing is I have been off social media since the beginning of September, um, and, and I am still somehow aware of stuff that's happening on social media. I blame because I check like Apple News and, and things like that just to keep current. And I don't know, the, the social media is also the news now. So um, so I do know that everybody was talking about Rick Moranis uh, appearing in Ryan Reynolds's Mint Mobile commercial. It is a very funny commercial if you haven't seen it. And uh, we all could use a good laugh. But so Ryan Reynolds, who just bought a stake in this this mobile company um, and also uh, Aviation Gin. He's he's an entrepreneur, that Ryan Reynolds. Good, good for him. I, I think he's going to make it, that guy. <laughs> but uh, so he's got commercials because they just launched their uh, $30 uh, mobile plans. And he's had a couple like he, he brought out a, a teacher for one of them. Um, and for, for one of them, he brought Rick Moranis to come stand in a field of mint with him. And it's it's a wonderful, it's a delightful commercial. They're standing super far apart because of social distancing. It's obviously something that they filmed recently. And uh, Rick Moranis comes out and he's like, hey, Ryan, how's it going? And Ryan Reynolds is reacting how you or I probably would like, Oh my God, it's Rick Moranis. And, uh, you know, the whole, the whole conceit of it is that the only reason that Rick Moranis is there is because Ryan is a big fan and wanted to meet him and he is notoriously a hermit. So if he, you know, dangles a little bit of, uh, national advertising money out in front of Rick Moranis, maybe he'll get a chance to meet him. Uh, very funny. And I know that it's, uh, a lot of people saying, Oh my God, Rick Moranis is out in the wild again he's being spotted he's actually allowing cameras to shoot him it's kind of between this and the um the the one kind of lone interview that he did on the disney plus um prop culture show that it's like oh there's rick he's out there again he's putting himself kind of sort of in the limelight and that's a good sign and then everybody's immediate reaction is like well why isn't he going to be in ghostbusters afterlife i don't know i mean uh fandom reposted an article from five years ago thinking that it was brand new uh that i, I just happened to catch on the the crossrip uh, instagram or i'm sorry on the crossrip twitter uh where you know he was talking about being asked to do the role in answer the call where uh, he was supposed to show up at the very end when they're in the mercado hotel and uh rowan goes oh there's five of you now and it was going to cut away to rick Branis in his bathrobe saying i just came down to get some ice and then you ran away and I, I understand. Rick Moranis probably saw that and was like, thanks, guys. I, I'm good. There's no reason for me to fly down to Boston, spend a couple nights, spend a couple hours in makeup, um, do this one little bit part for, for a, a day, and then I'm going to have to do all the publicity after, and everybody's going to ask me about it afterwards, and it's going to be a whole to-do for one line of dialogue. Like, Thanks, but no thanks. That was a different time in my life. I don't need to do that anymore totally understand that if rick was offered something a little meatier for ghostbusters afterlife i'm sure it was probably a little more difficult of a decision for him um and I, you know th the other argument to be made is like look at all of the bands who uh have the one song in their repertoire that just it goes to the number one on the charts and and becomes the song that everybody sings at karaoke and it becomes their free bird they go to every concert and they can't <laughs> they can't escape it and they get tired of playing the same song over and over i'm sure rick moranis if he comes back and and takes another victory lap 
probably the last thing he wants to do is revisit something that he did 30 years ago. I don't know how that explains why he agreed to a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie, but that is a different story altogether. Um, so the one thing that I would say is it is very, it's, it's very fortuitous. Um, even though this is a terrible circumstance that we are all in between the pandemic and fires and, and, um, uh, hurricanes and, uh, f- financial debt and a recession and, and just terrible things happening, um, that have prevented a movie from coming out. The one thing that it is doing is they have the opportunity to insert him in somewhere if he changes his mind at some point in time. Um, and you know, if, if that happens, wonderful. I, I'm sure that if, if I am a Sony executive and I get the uh, phone call from Ivan and Jason Reitman, then they say, look, Rick, Rick Moranis had a change of heart. He wants to be in the movie. We need X amount of dollars to do the shoot with him. We have to fly to Toronto to do it. Um, it will cost X amount of dollars to insert him into the film. We'll have to change the mix. We'll have to change the music. We'll have to do all these things. Here's the dollar amount. If I'm Sony, I say yes, especially looking at what a response this commercial for a mobile phone company has had with Rick Moranis appearing. Um, if I'm, if I'm an executive, you, you do whatever they say. Uh, sure. Yes. Uh, spend whatever money you need. Let's get him into the movie because it, the movie will be, it, the movie will be more valuable with him in it than without him in it. Um, so poo-pooing things. Um, I don't know that that's necessarily, if somebody goes up to Rick Moranis and they happen to see him out, you know, buying a a bagel and coffee or something and they go, come on, man, you do the phone commercial, but you won't do Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's probably going to have the opposite effect. He's going to be like, well, that's exactly why I'm not going to do it because toxic fan culture. I don't owe you anything. I'm Rick Moranis. Uh, I'm going to get my bagel and coffee and leave. Bye. So, you know, it's, I, I get it. Uh, Rick Moranis uh, doesn't feel like he owes us anything, and that's that's totally fine. He gave us all, all the memories that we need uh, 20, 30 years ago, too. So um, there it is. Uh, Mint Mobile was was fun. Uh, what else? I'm going to take a drink while I think. This, this might be the last sip, which tells you a lot. Let's see. It's 30 minutes in, and I've finished this beverage. But Cheers, everybody. Um, so the only, the last thing, uh, my Spangler Neutrona wand has shipped. I I don't, uh, that's all I can really say about it. I'm super stoked that it has shipped. Everybody has, uh, who has gotten theirs. I know GameStop and I think Zavi and in the UK, a couple other places, especially internationally, they've gotten theirs uh, quite a bit earlier. Um, so the people that have been getting their hands on these, uh, new Hasbro, uh, uh, role-playing, uh, prop replicas, I guess we can call them. They're, they're still toys, uh, adult collectibles, I think was the way that Mattel distinguished them, <laughs> which still sounds like a weird label to be completely honest with you all. But so at any rate, uh, I should be getting that very soon and I'm looking forward to, uh, yeah, to talking about that on the air, and I mean, maybe that's an excuse to, to do some video. I know everybody's got their unboxings and their review videos out there, so I don't know what we could add to the table, um, but uh, maybe, maybe. oh, you know what? Thinking out loud here, maybe uh, Troy's Whiskey Talks here becomes the uh, the YouTube show, and I'll, I'll grab the thrower, and I can talk about technical jargon and things that were you know, in the Ectomobile manual as I drink myself silly and play with a toy. <laughs> for for whoever out there wants to watch it that's what we'll do 
So, uh, so yeah, so Hasbro is killing it. We're going to be talking, uh, in a couple weeks here about the PulseCon announcements, uh, that's coming up on the 24th, 25th, 26th, uh, that weekend. And, uh, I'm very excited to, to see and hear what they have in store because I feel like, I feel like Hasbro is just going to kill it, man. I, I know that Mattel, uh, we all kind of put a lot of stock in and, and for, for what Mattel did, they really, they really did knock it out of the park. We got that thrower. We got the trap. We got the goggles. We got a PKE meter. Um, we got, look at all the figures that we got. I know that there are complaints about the amounts of retoolings and repaints and, and variants and stuff like that, but they really did their best. And I feel bad actually for Mattel to be completely and totally honest is they, they picked up that license in 2013, Michael, correct me later. I think it was 2013. Um, under the assumption that a new Ghostbusters movie was right around the corner and that didn't end up happening. So they, they, they made that, that license last until 2016 and, you know, put out, toys for what I'm sure was not the version of Ghostbusters that they thought they were signing up for. Um, again, not to be demeaning toward answer the call. It's just, it's not exactly what they thought was going to be coming. Shoot. Maybe it was in 2011. Was it really that long ago? I bet it actually was. Um, anyway, somebody will correct me. I am sure of it. Uh, but it's, it's great. I'm so glad that Hasbro has this license. I was just talking to a buddy Victor about, you know, he just found a bunch of his Kenner figures from when he was a kid and he's going to be handing them down to his kids. And, um, I told him, look, I, I bought my daughter the reissued, uh, real Ghostbusters figures and she adores them. It is so fun to watch her interact with the four Ghostbusters and their proton packs and the, the scenarios that she comes up with. Um, a haunted bakery is a recurring theme. I think it's because that shows up in, uh, it's, it's in one of her Disney books, but you know, it's, it's fun to see that next generation, um, you know, kind of embracing the stuff that, that we had. And, and speaking of real ghostbusters, watching the show, uh, with them and seeing things through their eyes and, and seeing the things that they laugh at and the things that they're confused by. And, um, I'm, I'm sure I'm probably a terrible parent for showing my almost three-year-old real Ghostbusters, but she loves it and she's totally fine by it and nothing really seems to, to affect her and scare her. I'll pay for the therapy later. I'm, I'm absolutely certain. Uh, so, uh, so if you've got the, the Spangler wand out there and you uh, love it, chime in, uh, send, send me your thoughts and I'll try to, in, uh, somehow incorporate them into whatever we end up doing, uh, on the air, uh, with that. Um, well, let's see how much. All right, I got I got one more sip. How are you all doing? What's going What's going on in your lives out there? I feel like I just spent thirty minutes talking about nonsense, uh, and there's just, there's so much going on out there, and everybody's going through their own thing right now. Uh, I I feel for everybody who is is hurting financially. Uh, everybody who's stressing about not having a job. Everybody who's trying to find a job during this uh, pandemic. It's it's got to be really difficult because you can't go do interviews in person. And that's where a lot of people end up getting jobs is, uh, it's, it's tough to put that resume in and get noticed with the resume and then to get the phone call and to get noticed on the phone call and then to get the call back to go in to actually meet with people. And I, you know, uh, I, I, the, the cheers on this last one here to, to finish off the drink here, that's to, to everybody out there who is just working tirelessly and doing everything that they can, just to stay afloat, man. Like I, I, I feel for everybody out there. Like this is, this is difficult. This is really difficult. And I'm, I'm saying this as somebody who knows that I am fortunate that I still 
am able to work from home um, and have been able to keep uh, ends meeting some way or another. We did lose, uh, you know, one one source of income uh, with my wife. Uh, her salon closed down, and again, there's what can you do? Like the the government shuts down your uh, your salon, your bar, your gym. Um, there's, there's not much you can do. So, uh, cheers, cheers to everybody out there who is, um, to, to one, one foot at a time, one step at a time, one day at a time. Um, I'm, I'm very thankful, uh, that all of you are, are hanging in there. And if you're, if you're having any difficulties whatsoever, please, uh, reach out, uh, to myself, to Chris, to, to your fellow Ghostbusters fan, because, I feel like fandom gets a bad rap. Um, and we talked about it with Paul Gannon uh, two weeks ago now in his interview that the internet is not fandom. And if, you, if you're having trouble and you put it out there to the world on the internet and you're getting just a bunch of guff back, uh, don't take it. Uh, reach, reach out personally to, to somebody, per, personally to a fan, personally to somebody that you know, personally somebody that you don't know. Uh, if you don't know Chris or I, reach out to us uh, and you know, even if it just helps to talk about how much stuff sucks right now, that's what we're, we're here for. So, uh, please do that. So, uh, cheers. I'm going to take this last drink while we segue into the closing of the show. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go go stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Print is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. All right. So there you go. Troy's Whiskey Talk or Whiskey Talk with Troy or whiskey uh, drink with Troy. I don't, again, it just shows my creativity is completely tapped out. I got nothing. And I pride myself on being creative about stuff and I'm just totally there's there's nothing in the tank, guys. And that's uh it's kind of what I want to do here for my final thoughts because this is ordinarily in the show where I I throw to Chris to get in a final thought and that's usually where he uh, you know, talks about s- something that he interacted with uh, during the day or something that's on his mind or something for all of us to kind of keep in mind. Um, I-, I give him his Andy Rooney thoughts uh, just because I always love hearing what he comes up with. I put him on the spot each and every week. Um, and so I'm going to take this final thoughts segment uh, to, uh, to, to cheers. There's just a tiny bit left in the glass here. I'm going to cheers to my co-host, Chris Stewart, who I, uh, I feel like I have... I, to be totally honest, I feel like I have let down for the last uh, three months, four months, five months, six months. It's just, it's so difficult uh, to be coming up with uh, the, the time and the energy and the effort and, and to to put into this show what we love to do. And I know Chris is chomping at the bit because 
um, God bless him, he has that energy still some way, somehow. And I know that he is probably very frustrated that I don't share that energy. And he's, um, to be honest with all of you, has acted like my gym buddy uh, the last, uh, for a while now, uh, last couple months, um, because it's been really tough to uh, muster up uh, energy and, uh, and, and sound on the air like uh, somebody who is upbeat and positive and optimistic because that's what I, I want us to be at all times. I want us to be that voice for you guys. I want us to be the the uh, the uplifting um, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, hour, whatever we can kind of muster into the week and you get to enjoy some Ghostbusters talk, hear us uh, have the, the, the chemistry that we've developed over several years uh, to just talk nerdy about stuff like uh, I watched this movie Galaxina on Comet the other night, and I was really looking forward to talking to Chris about it. And I was I was kind of keeping that as the little that one ember of fire in in the tank uh, to drive to drive the steam train. But um, it's it's tough, and I I am very fortunate to have somebody like Chris who is constantly like look man we have never missed an episode we're not missing up in a, we're not going to miss an episode this week we're not missing one this week we're not missing one next week we're not missing one the week after we're going to record five episodes tonight and we're going to record <laughs> we're going to release them for five weeks before we miss an episode so uh, he, his tenacity and his determination um it it keeps me going because i i don't know i probably would have thrown in the towel at this point because without him uh i don't know how this would continue going on if i were a uh shoot the guy that does the this is the problem my memory's gone everything is gone uh there's a, a daily podcast and i'm totally blanking on the guy's name but he does it every day by himself in exactly the same way that i just did uh, but he actually scripts it and uh, is eloquent and articulate. <laughs> but I don't know how he does it, especially in the last few months where the news is few and far between. Luckily for him, you know, Mac, uh, Apple's got a big thing coming out this this week, so he's got plenty to talk about. But um, how he does it by himself, I don't know. So uh, Chris Stewart, to you, buddy, uh, cheers if you listen to this. I know that he has a tough time uh, listening to our episodes back. Uh, so uh, maybe when you hear this 10 years from now, just know uh, how much it means to me, buddy, that you continue to keep uh, being the driving force behind the show. Uh, and until next week, where you get to hear the work that Chris has been pouring his heart and soul into, it's a very special thing. It's, it's a cool crossover thing that I'm really excited for you guys all to hear. I don't want to spoil it uh, any more than it already is. But uh, next week, it's a lengthy episode too. And to further tease it, if you listen to the second part, it's even longer. So um, stay tuned for that because that's going to be dropping next week. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining me here on this uh, Whiskey Talk. We'll find some way to streamline these uh, Troy by himself episodes. Hopefully somebody out there has found it uh, uh, entertaining to listen to me ramble for 45 minutes. Uh, until then, uh, next week, when you hear some awesomeness, see you on the other side. Who you going to call Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so good.